Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-host, Mickey Turner. Casey's the other voice that you hear. Tim Foss. Of course, Ari Lillian Wall. This has been an extremely weird podcast. Getting dragged all day. Just the bottom line is they, they don't have an answer to that. There's a reason they got signed to first team contracts. And if you're not going to give them respect for that, then have fun losing again next Very year. special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the CL Sounders. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am joined by Alicia Rodriguez. You know her from SB Nation in general, but today we're talking about your work on Angels on Parade, but we may as well give a plug to all the other sites that you're contributing to. LAG Confidential, Centerline Soccer, and Indomitable City Soccer, um, which is the Sacramento Republic site, which one of these days will have an MLS team to write about. Um, but anyway, thanks for joining us, Alicia. I don't think we've actually had you on this podcast before, even though I've had you on many other podcasts. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, staying busy, but uh, happy to uh, chat, chat about soccer some more. So it's all good. I know you, you've been busy, you've been very busy, but at least now, well, I guess you have less to focus on. You have two teams uh, left. And the one that we're going to talk about today is LAFC, who the Sounders play on November 24th in Seattle. This will be the fifth meeting between these two teams this year. Uh, four of them, three of them were in the regular season. One was in MLS's back. And of course, uh, one of them now is going to be in the playoffs. What's your sense? Is this is this a rivalry? You know, the, the Sounders have and and LAFC have played a ton of close games. Uh, the first time the Sounders actually won was in the playoffs last year. They've obviously won a couple times since then. But what's your sense of it, this being a rivalry? I think there's a rivalry tension starting to build for sure. I mean, there's been, like you said, plenty of games, but there's there's been some, you know, pretty big moments, I think, for both sides. So it's it's something that I think is, is growing on the field. And then I think off the field, uh, I don't think there's the same kind of bitterness at this point, um, you know, universally amongst LAFC fans against Sounders fans. I think there's, you know, some like tension, but it's not really ratcheted up. Like, I think it's more, you know, the galaxy and the timbers are the ones that LAFC fans in particular have timbers. Yes. Have a bone to pick with. And in the Sounders, I think, um, it's something where it's sort of like mutual respect, you know, like, especially with the playoffs last year, uh, getting knocked out, it was, it was kind of a, you know, Oh, so mad, but, um, you know, respect to you Sounders for, for getting the job done, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's like the A1 rivalry by any means, but, uh, I, I definitely see something kind of percolating and growing over time here for sure. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because the Sounders seem to have a lot of these like on-field rivalries where, you know, early on it was kind of the Galaxy who was kind of their bogey team. And then it was RSL who they met a bunch of times in the playoffs. And more recently, it's been Dallas who they seem to play every year in the playoffs. Um, and, and now LAFC seems to be the next team that's kind of risen up to that level. And there always seems to be a team that's like, on the verge of knocking the Sounders down a peg from, you know, the elite level of MLS and LAFC definitely seems to pose that threat. Um, 
you know, whether or not it was this year or not, who knows, but uh, it, it's an interesting rivalry. It's a fun rivalry, I think, because the teams kind of are similar enough uh, that they can look at what each other are doing and say like, well, we should try doing it that way, but also different enough that they have a not exactly the same vibe. But um, anyway, the, this has been, what can you tell us a little bit about the, the season LAFC has had? You know, you, in some ways you look at their, their numbers uh, they led the league in scoring, I believe. They had a, a solid, not extraordinary goal difference. But um, what, what, how would you describe LAFC? Yeah, this was definitely the, the season with the most adversity so far. And I know, you know, obviously they've only been around for three years. So that, you know, many MLS watchers will look at that and go, ha, 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 that's so funny. But, um, you know, things have happened this season where they've had to kind of regroup. And that's something that they really haven't had to do before. Um Carlos Vela missed almost the entire season. He sat out the MLS's back tournament uh, for personal reasons because his, his wife was pregnant um, and he wanted to stay home and, and take care of his family and in case the baby came while they were in Orlando. Um, and then he got hurt on his first game back um, in the local return to play. So he was out for, I think, uh, about three months and he's really only come back in the last few weeks. Uh, he's looked pretty good in the last couple of weeks, but um, missing you know, the, the top player in the league for essentially the whole season is, is a big thing right off the bat. Um, there's been a lot of injuries this season, which I know that every team has, has had to deal with, but it's something that in the past LAFC has been pretty healthy. And in this season, they've actually had to have some key players like Carlos Vela miss some time. Eduardo Atuesta was out for several weeks. Mark Anthony Kay has missed a bunch of time. Um, and, their goalkeeper situation has been a little um, uneven this season. And, and obviously the Sounders saw Kenneth Vermeer uh, put up a, a couple stinkers and that basically led to him being benched. Um, but he was brought back the last few games because maybe Pablo Cisniega's hurt. Um, and then it's just the like weirdness of 2020 that I think everyone has had to deal with. Um, having so many games in such a compressed amount of time having to, you know, stay fresh as, as well as you can, maybe having a bad night and having to come back from it quickly. Um, these are things that, you know, LAFC in the, the first two seasons really didn't have to deal with. And I think the players seem to be fairly upbeat. Um, they've had some slumps this season, but they've mostly come out of it. Uh, they definitely haven't reached kind of what you would consider their peak this year. And it's, it's a fair question to wonder if they're going to at any point. Um, obviously, this is the time that they have to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think making the playoffs is something that they were expected to do and they have done. Now it's a matter of uh, can they push on? Can they actually play their best soccer of the year uh, in the playoffs when, you know, when it, it's, it's most needed? And, and that's an open question. You know, this was you mentioned that this was the first year that they faced real adversity and. And I, I remember seeing on Twitter, at least, and I don't know how rampant this was or how legitimate this was, but there actually seemed to be some real frustrations, like fire Bob Bradley type stuff. Was that real or was that just like a very vocal minority of people? I think in the main, there's there's always a, a current in a fan base and an online fan base of having people who say, ah, oh, this coach sucks. We need to get rid of him. And I think that's mainly what it was, but there was a, a big point um, when LAFC were really slumping in the summer when they were just shipping goals. And, you know, one of the things with uh, 
their approach is that they know they're going to let in some goals, but it's like, if we let in two goals, we have to score three and we can score three goals. Well, at a certain point they were letting in four goals and scoring one and, and the whole thing was kind of falling apart for, you know, again, the, in, in the span, span of time, it was just a few weeks, but it felt like it was, you know, so much because, because there was like there 10 so games. games. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, there were some concerns that, okay, this approach may not be tenable in a, in a season like this. And, and again, they kind of, you know, figured out a way to get back to some sort of equilibrium. Again, they're not at their best, but I think, you know, they, they kind of turn things around to an extent. They, they brought in someone uh, on the back line, Jesus David Murillo. He was their um, secondary transfer window signing. He's a center back. They desperately needed a center back. Um, and he's been really good so far. And I think actually he's been a large reason why they've, they've improved uh, defensively in the, in the past month or so. Um, but yeah, so I, I think there's always a current of people who are like, oh, I'm so mad. You know, this game wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be. Um, therefore the coach needs to go. And, you know, I think overall, I think the fan base is pretty happy with Bob still. So Carlos Vela is, is back. What would you say, what percentage back is he? Is he the Carlos Vela that won MVP last year and was the most dominant one, maybe the most dominant player in MLS ever, or is it some other kind of version of him? Well, I definitely wouldn't say he's at his best because he's barely played. Um, you know, he's, I think he played the last three or four games and then he started the last game and surprisingly went the full 90, partly just out of need um, with what was happening in the game. Uh, he scored two goals and that's, I think it's, I think he played two games. He scored or three games. He scored two goals. So that's a pretty good return um, for being out of uh, form and, and stuff for a long time. Um, I think LAFC are going to count on him to step up. I think he's uh, rounding into to fitness. Um, can he carry a team like he was doing in 2019? I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, one of the big mysteries um, and we'll have to see what happens, but um, you know, it looks like it looks promising. Um, like when they returned in the local return to play back in August and he got hurt, that one game he played, he was pretty poor in, and that was something that was a concern. And in the meantime, you know, this return after coming back from his knee injury, uh, he looks much better so far. So I think that that's a good sign for LAFC. So the other players that are going to be potentially out, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, Diego Rossi, Brian Rodriguez, uh, I don't know their first names, Sifuentes, and who's the other one? Palacios. Yes. And, and are those all like, and obviously Rossi is a starter potential MVP can he's an MVP finalist. Uh, Brian Rodriguez has had a up and down scoring season, but has generated a ton of chances. And then what, what can you tell us about the other players that are potentially out? Yeah. It looks like, out? yeah, it looks like all four are probably going to be out. Um, so there's two players from Uruguay and two players from Ecuador and they've gone uh, to South American qualifying, a uh, World Cup quali qualifying uh, this week. So they probably won't uh, make it back from quarantine in time to feature in the game, which is pretty significant, especially for Rossi. Uh, he was a golden boot winner this season. And um, he basically became Carlos Vela in Carlos Vela's place. I mean, he was the key player and he had a really fantastic season. Um, so that's going to hurt. And Rodriguez uh, starts pretty much every game. So that's also going to hurt. Like you said, uh, scoring wise, he's been up and down, but 
he's actually surprisingly very quietly uh, racked together a, a good season in terms of assists. I think it kind of snuck up on everybody. Uh, Jose Cifuentes is in a new midfielder this season. He got some playing time with uh, injuries and, you know, the fixture congestion and whatnot. I think he's rounding into some form and I think he's a pretty exciting player. He would not necessarily be a starter, but I think there's a good chance he would be a starter. So that is a miss, but I think uh, midfield is their deepest spot. So they can probably weather that pretty well. And then Diego Palacios, uh, he, this is the second season with LAFC. He plays left back. Um, he was the starting left back pretty much nailed on for most of the season, but I get a sense that um, Bob Bradley isn't thrilled with maybe his effort and training um, is kind of hinted a little bit to that extent. And um, so I think he was kind of losing his grip a little bit on left back anyway. And then with him leaving um, to go on international duty last month, uh, he, you know, he missed time. And so Jordan Harvey has been playing there and Jordan Harvey is the perpetual. Uh, an old man. Yeah. Old man. He's, he barely played for most of the season, but he's actually come on in the last month. I think it was kind of along with all of the other defensive struggles. It was sort of a, we got to fill holes where we can. Um, Jordan is still on the roster. Let's see what he can do. And um, he's been pretty good. Like he's a, he's a guy who puts in a good shift he blocks shots with his body like nobody else in MLS, I think, um, and just kind of gets the job done. And so I think there's a good chance that uh, Jordan will, will be the starter. And I think um, that could be something that the Sounders are going to look to attack. But I also think that, you know, he's got all the experience on his side that um, you never know. Maybe he can, uh, you know, give it one last run and, and see if he can, you know, win a trophy in his last season or close to it here. Yeah, Jordan Harvey reminds me a lot of his former teammate, uh, Zach Scott. Uh, they were, of course, teammates for uh, a part of a season in the USL with USL Sounders. And, and it's like one of these guys who, you know, obviously Scott spent his whole career on one team. Harvey has not spent his whole career on one team, but he's one of those guys who he always seems to be on the roster. And he's never the bang on starter. But if you need him to start a game, he does a job. And, um, you know, he was, he's, he was the starter and starting left back for arguably the best regular season team ever, uh, last year. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad person to fall back on, um, other absences. What, what's going on with Bradley Wright Phillips? Yeah. So he's, uh, he missed the last uh, two games for undisclosed personal reasons. It sounds like maybe he wasn't even in town. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but, um, you know, the team didn't want to reveal anything beyond that. I don't know. There's no indication so far of whether or not that means he'll have to miss uh, the playoff game. I would expect if he's doing okay and if, you know, everything in his life is okay and, and he's available, then he'll play. But um, that is a mystery at this point. And I assume hmm. next week we'll get more insight uh, from the team in, in pregame availability of whether or not he'll be involved. Again, if he's around, he will almost certainly start um and if he's not available then that's going to be more that uh lafc will have to do to scramble and, and cover but they they've found some some pieces i think that can help out if if that it happens to be the case yeah so what what is the setup that you're likely to see if you don't have rossi if you don't have rodriguez i suppose you don't have bradley right so it sounds like maybe not as likely like it sounds like he'll 
the expectation is that he would probably be back. Again, we don't know what the problem, you know, what the issue is that he's he's dealing with. So I, I mean, I really can't say like, oh, for sure I'll be back, or he's mm-hmm. totally out. I mean, you really have no idea. But my gut says it's probably pretty good. He'll he'll play. So if if um, he and Vela are starting, I would expect probably um, Danny Masovsky will start up top alongside them. Uh, Danny, of course, played against the Sounders and scored a brace uh, in a win. So oh, we know. Yeah, so <laughs> we know he, that name. Yeah, he's uh he's come on and he's been a real big surprise and I think a, a pleasant surprise this season. There's also Christian Torres. He's a 16-year-old homegrown. Um, he scored a 90th-minute equalizer against the Timbers uh, not too long ago. Um, you know, he's obviously a lot more raw at this point, but he's somebody who I think is somebody that you could get kind of excited about. You know, in a playoff situation, that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid, but. Um, you know, certainly one who looks like he can contribute from time to time right now. So those two are the the two most likely players that would step up. I think probably Masovsky would get the start, but uh, Torres has also gotten some starts. So uh, I think it'll come down to one of those two if if uh, Vela and, and Wright Phillips are playing. And then what's the midfield looking like these days? So uh, Eduardo Atuesta is, is an automatic starter if he's available. I expect him to be available again as usual. Um, he's obviously had some ups and downs against the Sounders over the years, so this will be a good opportunity for him. Latif Blessing will probably also start in midfield. Um, he's moved all over the place this season, but I think ideally you want him to be in, in midfield because that's the position he's made his own the last couple of years. Um, and then the third spot is kind of open. I think if Mark Anthony Kay, who just came back from an ankle injury, if he's really ready to go, I think they'd want to put him out there, but I don't know if he's ready to go 90 minutes. And so um, it'll probably be Francisco Janela, uh, a new Uruguayan, um, kind of from a similar pipeline to some of the other South Americans they've been getting. Um, he's gotten quite a few starts. Um, I think he's, he's a good steady uh, player. I think he's somebody who has some promise, but there's been some bumps along the way this season in his first season in MLS. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty comfortable to have him out there, uh, even with him just being in his first year here and uh, being pretty young. So, you know, we'll see on the, on the third midfielder, but I think uh, two names are pretty much nailed on and then we'll have to see what the health of uh, Kay is. And then how's the, like, what's, did Vermeer lose his starting job then? He did. He lost his starting job and, um, you know, had a couple stinkers against the Sounders and then uh, Pablo Cisniega came in and he really kind of steadied the ship and, and was looking really good. And then mysteriously, he was out of a game entirely. And um, there was some confusion over why he was out. Uh, eventually, the team said it was because he had a minor injury and it was a precaution. And then he missed a couple more games and there was no like info on the injury report. And I realized that injury reports are not uh, necessarily the be all and end all, you know, but um, it, still it's a little bit mysterious. I don't want to raise any speculation, but around the same time that this was all happening, multiple players from LAFC uh, tested positive for coronavirus. So that could be a coincidence, same, you know, similar timing. He did have an injury or it could be that he was one of the players that um, tested positive. I, you know, it's, it's unclear and the team is not going to reveal that themselves. The, the players will reveal it if, if they want to. Um, so that's a mystery. I don't know who's going to start in goal. And I think that that's a pretty, you know, a pretty big concern. I think going into it, I think Vermeer has played fairly well lately, but I think there's still is this feeling that he's 
past it. And, and if, you know, he has kind of a lapse or he's somebody who loves coming way off his line. And of course, against yeah, the Sounders, he got burned on that. Um, so if he's somebody who's going to, you know, wander out to the edge of his 18, I mean, that's something that we know that Seattle can capitalize on. Conversely, if it's if it's Sniega who's starting, it's going to be his first uh, playoff game as a starter. So how's he going to do? You know, like it's it's a mystery either way. But um, definitely, I think one of the big questions heading into this this playoff game is is who's going to play in goal. And then what's the defense looking like? I think the defense is is finding some equilibrium, which is good for them. Uh, Eddie Segura is is a lockdown starter. Um, he'll be in there for sure as long as he's healthy. Like I said, uh, Mario will be starting alongside him in center back. They're uh, both from Colombia, so that's kind of helped Mario's uh, progression and, and kind of adjustment into MLS so far. Um, I think Tristan Blackman will probably start at right back. Um, he just came back from a hamstring injury that kept him out quite a long time. And then, like I said, for left back, I think it'll probably be Jordan Harvey, although Mohamed El Munir could uh, feature, but he seems to be the, the third string or the, the bench option. So I think it'll likely be Harvey um, starting at left back. Yeah. You, you go through this list and it's, you know, the 2019 LAFC season was so injury free, relatively speaking. And this year has been not that way at all. Uh, a lot more injuries, but it sounds like they are closer to full strength. They won't be full strength. Uh, Sounders won't be either, but it's an interesting Interesting conundrum. Uh, I, I don't quite know why MLS decided to do it this way. Uh, it seems like they could have probably found, if they wanted to, they could have moved the playoffs back a few days. And there was no way to get around the first round or the plan round being played during the quarantine period. But why are you forcing teams to play that don't have to play during the quarantine period? I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I, I, it's a curious decision. They, I, they could have pushed it back three days and saved themselves a lot of headache, but instead here we are. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for, for coming on Alicia. This has been great getting to know a little bit more about LAFC. I know we've played LAFC a ton, but it's been, every game has been so like the lineups are so different and we don't know what's going on and good to check in any case. Um, yeah. It's a, it's been a blur. I mean, I think even if you're covering the team, it's, it's a blur. And so if you're not, paying close attention you're sort of like I've never heard of that person who right who is that and you know oh well he's our third leading scorer wow who knew? <laughs> you know stuff like that kind of creeps up on you in 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 this wild season that we've had Danny Masovsky Reno 1868 legend right yep and I guess that's how he's going to be from now on since you know pour one out for Reno but uh, yeah, he's been fantastic so yeah well uh Alicia I know you have other things to do uh, so I'm going to let you go, but really appreciate you uh, joining us on the Center Heart podcast. Yeah, I'm, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. I'm Jeremiah Shan. Uh, also, you can they follow you on Soccer Musings, at Soccer Musings, right? That is correct. Make sure, if you're not, I would imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already a big Alicia Rodriguez Twitter follower. But if you're not, get on that quickly. All right. See you next time. All right. Take care.